Hello, I'm Ben Eagle, a podcaster, journalist, and rural communications consultant, and welcome to Rural Business Focus. This is the podcast for rural businesses and those looking to start a business in the countryside. Episodes are released each Tuesday to inspire and support you to be your very best, both personally and for your business. Please subscribe to the show wherever you're listening, and if you think this episode will help someone you know, forward it on to them. It's the only way the show grows, by you sharing it. So thank you for that. But now. Let's start today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of Rural Business Focus. This week on the show, I am joined by Holly Thompson, who's a publisher and co-founder of The Country Woman's Guide, a new publication that we're going to hear more about today. Holly already has quite a bit of experience in marketing and publishing, and it is publishing that is her passion, even though she spends quite a lot of her time doing, doing stuff with horses as well. Uh, she previously edited a quarterly women's country lifestyle magazine called In the Country, uh, started as a blog and turned into a print magazine. Holly, welcome to Rural Business Focus. Thank you so much for doing this. I should say finally, because we've been, this is, our, I think, is our third attempt to do this. I think it is. I think it is. But yeah, hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's going to be great to have a chat with you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, start with a, a question I'm asking everyone now. What is your first rural memory? Oh, okay. First, I mean, there's there's a few, but I'd say the standout one for me is where I grew up, which is now actually where I, opposite where I now rent my stable yard. I remember pretty much every day when I was younger, I was probably, I don't know, from the age of two upwards, so really little. But I remember my dad would come home from work. He worked in house development and stuff like that so he'd come home from work fairly late but he would take me every single day opposite over to the over to the gateway where the horses were and we'd have a polo and we'd give uh this horse that I used to love she was called Jazz she actually passed away this year um oh. yeah but she's been going a really long time Amazing, and yeah. uh, we'd, we'd give her a polo so he'd pick me up he'd hold me over he'd plop me on the gate and and we would feed this um horse a polo and give her a scratch yeah that's definitely stuck with me as my kind of definitely I always blame him for my my love of horses he pushed it on me but yeah that <laughs> would his be fault. yeah it's his fault that's what I say all the all the <laughs> riding lessons over the years it's his fault <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean horses are horses are clearly a big part of your life now yes yeah I mean every single day now um which is a great thing but also also a curse sometimes I think because they do take up a lot of your time and they are a massive commitment and um I was just saying this morning I lovely bank holiday weekend we've just had and I was I don't work weekends anymore and I don't work bank holidays but I went down to feed my horse and feed just the other horses that were there which was meant to be a quick stop feed them and go one of them had royally broken their fencing and had cut all their legs so what turned into oh, what, you know, what was a 
40 minute job was two and a half hours on about Monday. Horses. Which I'm sure a lot of listeners will be able to empathize with you. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we're we're not here to talk about horses. We're here to talk about publishing. Um, So why why are you so passionate about publishing? Where where does this come from? It kind of came out of nowhere, really. I, I always loved English at school. I always loved creative writing. You know, I, I would always sit there and scribble stories and things like that. But I never envisaged it becoming a career or something. I I mean, you know, I probably had ideas, grand ideas as a kid of, of being an author or something, but but never okay. yeah, <laughs> never seriously, I never seriously considered it. Um it was always horses, horses, horses. You know, I I've always loved books and magazines but I'm I've never been an avid reader you know which is often people because I I typically don't buy magazines if I'm really interested in in what's in one or or much more so when I had um in the country it would be from a design aspect of, of you know competitors or ones that I admired but I would never really pick one up and read it so I don't know publishing it it really did come out of nowhere and and it's really, I mean, it has just become a passion. I, I adore it, but I don't really know where it came from. <laughs> Tell us about the Country Woman's Guide um, and how that came into being. Yeah, so that is fairly new. We only launched maybe a month or so ago now with um, Emma Warren, who's my co-founder. Um, she's also MD of Hi-Ho Silver, um, which is a leading equestrian jewellery company. And she's founder of Dimpsey Glamping in Somerset. And also she's a non-exec on um, Blackdown Shepherd's Huts, which are really luxury Shepherd's mm. Huts, again, based in Somerset. So that conversation really came up. We'd met years and years ago through in the country. And we'd always kind of spoken from afar, but but never anything um, too in, in depth. And when I had to close um, in the country after covid she actually reached out to me about a year or so afterwards and kind of was trying to support, you know, how I was feeling with that and whether it was something that could be revived and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and she actually offered then to to be involved and to work together and to try and come up with something. But for me, I just wasn't in the right position. I wasn't really in the right headspace to do that. So yeah. I turned that down, which is crazy. And then I, I went to go and get a job which I did for a few months, but it didn't didn't work out. And I kind of found myself in a position where I then had to be like, okay, well, I've got to pivot again now. <laughs> what do I do now? And I thought, hmm, I loved publishing. I would love to be able to do that again. I just don't have the resources. I don't have the time. I don't have the ability to do it myself. So <laughs> I reached out to Emma out of the blue, asking if, you know, off the off chance, she might be open to looking at doing something again and amazingly she was and the conversation has really just kind of grown from there and here we are now we've launched I'm just um well we're just finishing off our final planning for our first big project which I'm going on on Friday (laughs) Um, so yeah the Countryman's Guide really is a um digital first publication at the moment uh so we've launched on Substack I don't know if you've heard of it but it's um it's a really it's a really great new platform for digital publications and you know it's it's quite blog focused that's that's really the idea of it 
But um, yeah, so we've launched on there. That's been fantastic. It's really easy for people to read and, you know, view on the go. And it's got really great integrations, which mean we can use, we could sort of utilize the marketing, the email marketing, and it's got chats, all this sort of stuff. Um, so wasn't around when I had in the country, to my knowledge. Yeah, it's it's really a place where we're sharing stories, we're sharing interviews um, from people up and down the country who live in work in or just love life in the countryside really passion of mine within the country was always storytelling and exploring those stories and so and for Emma as well in her businesses storytelling has been a huge part of how they've grown theirs so together that's what we're looking to do with with Country Women's Guide. Um, you have mentioned in the country a few times so probably we should go back to that Sorry. just uh <laughs> Just, just for now, no, not at all. Um, take us, yeah, take us back to that sort of early experience because uh, it started as a blog, um, mm-hmm. and that's really where you learnt your trade. Um, so, I just, I just wonder if you could take us back to that and, and what your learning points were from that time. Yeah, definitely. So um, that again kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, I'd returned from seven months in New Zealand on a working holiday, and I had no idea what I was supposed to do. Um, and it was mum actually that kind of begged me to go and get a normal job in an office that didn't drag hay through the door and horsehair everywhere and mud. And I think she was getting a little bit fed up with that. Um, and I'd applied for a job at Horse and Rider magazine um, and Pony magazine, which were magazines that as a as a child I would read and pick up. And I mean, used to collect stickers and everything and look at all the horses for sale and so I'd, I'd applied for a job there and I was getting no after no after no from office based jobs because I had no experience. So I'd kind of given up on it and I was actually working at a job with horses and I got a phone call and they asked me to go for an interview, this horseman rider and um, pony magazine. And I, I joke and think the only reason that I probably got the job was because of my experience with horses. My job there was advertising sales, so I had nothing to do with you know the the putting together of the magazine but but it was it was great experience because it was in the office I was part of the team and I, so I was getting that experience but when I was there we used to get sort of competitor magazines in to look at who was advertising there and then we would sort of you know go after those and see if we could persuade them to come to us and I felt at the time my my friend my sort of social circle was kind of well-rounded in terms of country pursuits it was horses shooting farming you know dogs I like a bit of fishing it's just everything and I felt that there wasn't anything that we were getting in in terms of competitor magazines that that kind of encompassed that to, to my age group really to my kind of demographic so I kind of sat there one day and I just thought hmm, I wonder if I could do something like this and I went home and I kind of sat there and I thought well it, it was in one evening I said up the website the social media the blog I'd written like four blogs in one evening um Uh and it just it that's where the blog started um and I mean I was writing these these pieces no one was reading them um and I used the name Holly Ella uh when I started because I didn't want anybody to know that it was me um and then that kind of stuck when things evolved and and it and it did it just sort of evolved from there it became quite popular you know, it slowly grew and people were starting to kind of engage with the content. And I remember asking if people would be interested in a printed magazine and they said, yes, they would. And then from there, it just, it just sort of snowballed. I left uh, Horse and Rider when I was 
ready to create the magazine because obviously there was a conflict of interest and I didn't want you know I didn't want any bad blood between anybody and they've been so supportive of me from afar since then so it's been really really great but yeah I taught myself how to do it I remember googling how to make a magazine and uh, there were all these options and one of them was word and I thought oh no that doesn't sound right I remember hearing the girls talking about InDesign and I thought, right, okay, well, that sounds more more like what I should be doing. Um, so there were countless hours of YouTube tutorials and how do I do it? And I only had a little flip up tablet at the time. So yeah. the first one was made on the tablet. Um, and yeah, it just it just went from there, really. But, yeah, um, yeah, but I think this is this is a great example, isn't it? Of number one, being persistent. Number two, actually, you've got your idea, make it happen. Yeah. And actually, number three, actually, if you want experience, this way is again, get off and get off and actually do yeah, something. Um, build your own experience is a great way of doing it. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I've I've ended up doing that through a lot of things in life marketing. You know, I can now have freelance marketing clients. Well, I've never studied marketing, but I've honed those skills and I've learned a lot through my own marketing journey, which has been a success that I can now help and support other businesses through it so completely i that's exactly exactly how it is <laughs> let's go back to the countrywoman's guide um, and mm-hmm. you mentioned storytelling was it was important an important aspect for both of you so i'm just wondering if you can sort of just give us an idea of the kind of stories that you're looking to include um and perhaps perhaps what stories you're maybe on the lookout for yeah definitely so i think for for us in 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 the beginning especially um we're looking for you know, stories that people can really engage with and connect with. And I think with things at the minute, you know, life, energy bills are skyrocketing. Everything's tricky. Everything's kind of against people, it seems, weather in terms of farming and things like that. Um, it's, It's stories of people overcoming tenacity in their life, in their work. You know, we can provide a platform and a home for people to come to that they can read and then go away feeling empowered or supported or related to. So, so that's the thing, really. But the main thing, I think, for us and something that I have taken through in the country is we want the content to be real rather kind of unattainable images of what life could be. We want the content to be real from real people who live in the countryside who you can feel related to. And I think, you know, Emma's really great at kind of looking deeper into the origin of things. And when we sat down and we were we were kind of brainstorming what the values of the Country Women's Guide would be, we kind of looked at how storytelling has been used historically in the countryside. And, you know, it's one of the farming is one of the oldest kind of industries that there is. And that's that's been protected and kept safe through the passing down of stories and knowledge through generations mm. and and that's kind of where we want to to be with country women's guide is to pass down and share content um whatever that might be whether it's inspirational short stories from individuals or you know recipes tips tricks all that sort of stuff um reviews things like that but just in a really authentic way Rural Business Focus is brought to you from Rural Pod Media, the only podcast production agency to specialize in the rural sector. We're on a mission to make rural stories mainstream and help businesses, organizations, and communities like you to tell your story through podcasting. Podcasting is a fantastic way of connecting with your audience, whoever that might be, 
getting your message out there and networking with leaders in your niche. Rural Pod Media can help you by launching your new podcast or helping you with the technical side. We also provide podcast training and an audit service if you already have a podcast, but you're not sure where to take it to next. For more information or to book a call, visit ruralpodmedia.co.uk. That's ruralpodmedia.co.uk. Uh, so in terms of your potential reader, who are you sort of targeting? You've already mentioned age to a certain extent. Well, it's funny because actually um, Emma is 55 and I'm 27. So yeah. we are, you know, very different ages. And I think that works so so well because the the countryside as a as a community there there are people of all ages whatever you do if you go to a clay shooting ground you know there's 60 year olds 18 year olds even 10 11 year olds going with their parents and same with yeah. the horses um, and farming you know we, we don't really have a, a target age really if you live in and love the countryside then it's it's for you in terms of um what a country woman is i suppose Let's turn to that. What would be your definition of a, of a country woman today? Oh, that's a tricky one. For, for me, I mean, I, I probably am not the kind of stereotypical country woman. You know, I don't live on a farm. I don't have a Land Rover Defender that's beaten up and been hand, handed down to me. But I think really for me, it's it's having the, the passion and the love for it. I don't think where you live should define whether you're a country woman or man or not um so I think it's just someone who has that affinity for you know the countryside the pursuits the beliefs that we have the way of life that we cherish and want to protect because it's, it's definitely up against us at the minute but I think for me that's that's what it would be and a country woman can be someone who loves the fashion who loves the food who loves a certain type of sport fishing shooting riding whatever but I think the, the kind of differentiation between somebody who just enjoys it and somebody who would sort of say, you know, is a countrywoman is is just that love of the lifestyle and it's reflected in everything that you do, regardless of what materialistic things that you might have. Going back to publishing, uh, you've got experience in digital and print. So in an age of digital, which we really are in, in so many ways, why do people still want print, do you think? Because there's definitely aspect of that that tangibility that that feeling of, of of a print magazine that you still want don't you yeah this is a question I love and it's a topic I <laughs> I feel very strongly about um and actually something that Emma and I spoke about um a lot I am very passionate about print um but I fully embrace the digital side of things but I think like you say it is it's that tangibility it's that being able to pick something up that's kind of beautifully produced and it's got that you know that new paper smell I love that yeah. uh, and you can just snuggle up somewhere and just flick you just flick through I think you know literally the action of turning paper even is something that is underrated and shouldn't be shouldn't be overlooked and I, you know I, the, the cost of printing for for publishers is enormous I totally understand why people, myself included, could no longer do it and, and do have to move across because it is such a challenge. Um, and it's something that, you know, unless you have a big investment behind you, you rely on your advertisers often to support that print cost. In terms of the consumer, there's 
there's just nothing like being able to to pick it up, you know, make a cup of tea, because it's all those little self-care things that that also we're we're becoming so much more aware of, I think, as a sort of society now. It is a form of self-care, being able to pick up something you love, whatever the topic it might be, you know, um, car magazine, dog magazine, horse magazine, a country magazine, and, and sit there and enjoy it. I don't think you get the same experience from a digital publication and I'm learning with with Substack I'm embracing it um, and I love it it's great but it's not the same thing yeah that's that's really interesting you make that link but I think it's also really interesting that you bring up the word experience because it's something that we talk about quite a lot on the podcast in terms of the direction of country business is is a lot about that actually we're in an age of post-COVID, we're talking about selling experiences a lot. And actually, yes, you're selling stories here, but actually this is about selling it, selling that feeling as well, that experience of, 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 of everything that goes along with it as well. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's so important also in, in creating a brand. You can create a product, but without a brand and an experience to sell, it's not going to be a success. So for us... And for in the country when when it was alive was you know that that experience of being able to unwrap the magazine because they all came wrapped up hand wrapped <laughs> um, with confetti <laughs> and twine and we had a little wooden heart for every single one that yeah. creates the connection with with the with the customer that you know it, it all it all comes together it all comes together as part of the brand and I think it's a lot harder to achieve that digitally it takes a lot more innovation <laughs> what's next what are the next steps for you on the country women's guide so the, the immediate next steps is um we're launching the journey uh which actually starts on friday which is a month-long fundraising charity road trip <laughs> um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good so um it's for two charities um one is Pompey support network which is close to my heart personally um my dad lives with the very rare uh condition and the second is the rabi so that is a charity that a lot of people listening will know and to to raise funds for these charities and an awareness for the charities I'm embarking on a month-long road trip. Emma is joining me at various locations from from her home in Somerset. And we are interviewing upwards of 20 people to basically share their stories of, you know, overcoming adversity, of inspiration, empowerment, challenges in farming, um, horse riding, everything. And really just to try and connect with the countryside and bring people together through the power of storytelling that is the first the main thing that's coming up but once we get back in october it's really to kind of ramp up the substack content ramp up the digital content and you know next year i'm very hopeful that that there will be a printed publication with with country women's guide i think it's fundamental to to who we are and who we want to be how do people can people follow your road trip on, on socials at all yes yeah so we we're um country women's guide on instagram and facebook and linkedin um we will be sharing content across country women's guide and also our our respective instagram accounts so yeah if you want to uh keep up to date with the trip then yeah it's, it'll be at country women's guide and um, my own personal instagram which is 
at Holly Thompson. It's got three L's because two were taken. Um, <laughs> and at Emma Warren underscore one, I think it is. So um, I'm going to ask you the last two questions that I ask everyone mm-hmm. at the end of the show. The first is, uh, what do you do so that you keep focused on your goals? I I do a couple of things, really. Um, I now have vision boards, which I never had before. I do have vision boards now. Um, okay. I find them really helpful i just literally even if i just glance at them daily it's it's been really i mean even in the luck what how many months are we into this year eight nine eight, um, yeah. nearly nine yeah nearly nine i've um I've, I've achieved maybe five six things on there that i can literally right. tick off which was crazy you know i didn't intend to in the beginning of the year um Sorry, for, for, for anyone who doesn't know just briefly describe what a vision board is uh, it is, it's just, I mean, mine are literally A4 sheets of paper, but it's just a collage of things that you aspire to. So you can literally put like goals on there. Uh, for me, I had a pair of shoes on there, I had a holiday on there. Um, and you just put pictures and words also um, on this collage and you can ha- put it anywhere. You can have a digital copy if that's what works for you, or you can print it, print it out and stick it up. Um, and it's just something that really you should look at as often as you can to kind of manifest in your in your mind the things that are on there and to kind of drive you towards towards those things um I've never been really one for the whole manifestation thing but having had those and achieved what I have <laughs> they are they are good <laughs> I do rate them. <laughs> um, in the pudding. yeah yeah but the other thing I, I think that's probably perhaps more specific to me is if I if I'm feeling a little bit unbalanced or unfocused now I will just take the time out. And for me, that's taken a long time to get used to. My my worst work is when I'm forced and I force myself to sit down and I do it. Um, so if I'm feeling like that, I'll either go down to the horses, go for a ride, um, I go for coffee with dad or something that's completely unrelated to the task because that way I can kind of reset for a little bit and then come back to it feeling fresher and re-energized to be able to put that focus into those goals yep i think that's a great reminder to all of us <laughs> the importance of taking some time off yes uh, yeah framing yeah like you said Honestly, resetting definitely and like you say that is for personal and, and professional things because the two other you know they work in the same way um yeah. so yes definitely take time off <laughs> fantastic uh, you have already mentioned your social media, but I'm going to give you another chance to give it a shout out. How do listeners follow you on socials, get in touch or find out more about what you do? Amazing. So you can reach us on Substack at um, www.countrywomensguide.co.uk. Um, and again, the Instagram for Country Women's Guide is at Country Women's Guide. Um, my personal Instagram is at Holly Thompson with three L's. Yeah, <laughs> and we're on we're on facebook and linkedin as well so uh, it's just country women's guide there um and we will have the the trip up and running across all of our channels and we do have a just giving page which is linked to our channels as well so yeah that's us oh well holly thank you thank you so much for coming on the podcast good luck really good luck for the road trip it sounds oh, great <laughs> well i'm taking my uh just turned one-year-old fox red labrador so <laughs> That, that will be the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. We'll leave it there for today. Uh, big thanks to my guest today, Holly Thompson. Uh, thank you very much for listening. As usual, I'd love to hear any thoughts you have on today's episode. 
Um, contact us on Twitter at ruralbf underscore pod or on Instagram at ruralbusinessfocus. Um, check out the show notes for more info. Uh, next time, um, I'll be making the case for why I think that we should all avoid multitasking. Uh, for now, though, I will leave you the way that I leave you every episode. Try to do one thing this week that helps you progress and one thing that helps someone else keep focused. And I will see you next time. <laughs>